you guessed it, Pressure Points with the two hottest hosts in the business. I'm D. This is AJ. Season 2, Episode 14. Two fairies talking about fairies. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get to it. Welcome back for part two, suckers. You know what it is. Pressure points. I'm D. This is my co-host, AJ. What's happening, bud? Well, I find it interesting that the last two episodes that you've introed for us, you've called us hot in some way. Are you having self-esteem issues? No. Are you okay? No, I'm not. Is your, is your I'm life not in quarantine. going okay? I'm, I haven't only seen my roommate for a month now. It's not a big deal. Leave me alone about it. Uh, your roommate has a cat. You're fine. <laughs> it still you're, doesn't you're work. You're covered in pussy. <laughs> yeah, I am covered in <laughs> pussy hair. Uh, daily. Oh, you wouldn't ooh, believe the awful. amount of clothes that I've had to wash. <laughs> it's like a pipe cleaner. <laughs> All those D extra the pipe cleaner. Hairs. Oh God, no, super ooh. soft. How's your, how's your uh, quarantine been? Ah, about the same. Uh, once again, haven't done a goddamn thing. How about yours? <sighs> My, uh, it's been awful. My work changes stuff daily makes it more and more strict now we have to wear masks in addition to the lab coats the face shields the gloves the just everything now your boss listens so, to this right so this is your way of uh i don't of providing think so, feedback probably <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is feedback no this is anonymous nobody knows who i am <laughs> yeah right oh god yeah. so they're changing shit daily huh at least, I mean, in Daily, a way, it's crazy. You got to look at it this way: at least they're protecting you, as opposed to like supermarket workers who are like, "Hey, come in, we'll give you an apron like normal." Well, here, here's the difference. I was talking to some supermarket workers who come into my work, and they were talking about how they got hazard pay for this thing. Oh my! They're God. They're getting like two dollars more an hour. Oh. So All right. I've heard I I I heard that it might be in the works that because we are forced to stay open and we're essential that we might be getting hazard pay soon. Oh shit. So Hope drinks so. from here on out are on AJ. Duly noted. No. Yes. Uh yes. it's I mean, on the yes. record. He said yes. On the record. I'm gonna cut it, so that. So if that happens though, I'll be very happy. I'm gonna cut that sound bite and play it every time you say the drinks are not on you. <laughs> Luckily, D never edits, so he doesn't know Damn how to it. do that. So Shut we're fine. your mouth. We're fine. I know how to do it. I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that would be nice if we yeah. got, you know, a couple extra bucks an hour for really, though. Not bad. being in contact with the general public all the time. See, and I can't really say that I need hazard pay because there's nothing hazardous about me sitting every day and still getting paid for eight hours a day. <laughs> Yeah, because you are literally the worst one percenter I've ever seen. You probably are. You probably haven't even taken a loss from the stock market. Ugh. I don't know. I haven't checked because that's how fucking lazy it's been for me. You probably <laughs> sold just before this started. You inciting trader motherfucker. Oh god. Yeah. This is this is fair. I I definitely invested in uh one specific medical company that sells to the U.S. government 
that all of the senators also invested in at the same time. <laughs> and it was, it just so happened that it was a week before they announced they were going to buy all of their medication from, from that company. I don't know. Crazy. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud, but, uh, you know, yeah, look into legally, that. Legally, that is listening. a coincidence. Yeah. Legally, it's, that's a coincidence. Insider trading isn't a real crime, right? Right. It definitely doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Ugh. No, it right. never happens. So, People are honest. Everyone's honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, fuck COVID, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's talking about it. You're probably sick about it. By the time this comes out, I hope things are looking better. I'll have you but know. I doubt it. I, uh, because of COVID, I deleted my Facebook. I was so that's tired why? of hearing about that shit. Well, that's not the only reason. But just like all the impeachment shit. And the COVID shit just stacking up. I was like, oh, my God, fuck off, everybody. Because I swear to God, it's only, like, boomers and bad memes on Facebook. <laughs> boomers and bad memes. That's my that's memoir. Why, that's why we don't have a Facebook page. Yeah. Because Sweet, tea, cause sweet tea doesn't handle our, uh, our <laughs> yeah. social media. I'm going to get flack for this quote right here. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, last week, hopefully you tuned in. If you haven't, stop listening right now. Well, no, keep listening, but on mute. And then when you're done with this episode, go back, <laughs> listen to last week's, then come back and re-listen to this week's, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Get, give us two listens. We need it for our OnlyFans. We talked about, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about Willow Wisp, I believe. I don't know. I was pretty drunk. Yeah, I girl who lives down the street, Willow Wisp. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, talked about some some fun light phenomena, and then we kind of kind of devolved into us just BSing for the rest of it, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's fair. I like that. So this one will be much more structured because I'm in control. <laughs> <laughs> you guys so couldn't see off. it, but AJ just rubbed his hands together and and smiled <laughs> maniacally. I rubbed my hands over my ringlets and large nose. <laughs> Oh no, I'm too drunk. Oh, no. I'm too drunk for this. Oh, God. oh no, pull the plug. <laughs> yeah, God, that was right. that was too far, you dirty little Nazi. <laughs> so this story, <laughs> let's start off, comes from Hamelin, Germany. I'm sure that's how it's pronounced. I don't, love I love the emphasis on the H. Hamelin. Hamelin, Germany. And uh, this story was. Supposedly, it occurred in 1284, and it was depicted on the stained glass windows of a church that burned down sometime in the 1600s. The church was built, I believe, in the 1300s, so this happened just prior to the church being built, or at least those uh, stained glass windows being put in. So, Hamelin was infested with rats, and during that time period, if you have a shitload of rats, you have a shitload of plague. So people were just dying everywhere. Talk about pandemics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. This feels Damn too it, real. It, I'm triggered. This can't. This was on accident. I didn't try to do this. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. So, this man showed up. They're covered in rats. The rats are eating all their food. People are getting sick and dying, and it's polluting the town. They're still, you know, at the stage where they're throwing their shit out into the street, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Has nothing to do with it. So, a man in multicolored clothing showed up to town wait pause kind of like, he was kind of dressed like a jester was it what's up was it joseph in his technicolor dream coat sure let's do go you with that. do you know what that is 
I know what it is, but I don't know anything about oh, it. Oh, that's fair. That's okay. But anyone that does that's listening, which usually are just boomers, you know what's up. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. <laughs> so this man showed up. He was wearing basically multicolored jester clothing in a good way for as uh, a good way to describe it. 1200s jester clothing. I'm sure you all know what that is. He he went to the mayor of the town and said, "Hey, you have a problem. I have a solution. I'll help you. You pay me. Let's get this like let's make a deal." We just And the mayor said, "Yeah, no problem." We keep referencing that episode about like people coming in and saying, "Hey, you need something filled. I'm your new guy." I swear to God, <laughs> yep. Sneaky Schemes Part 2, it's that same reference every no, time. No, this is 3. Well, yep, yeah, Sneaky yeah. Schemes Part 3. God. Technically, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, a spiritual successor. <laughs> so the mayor said, hell yeah, we got a problem, people are dying. I'll give you 1,000 guilds, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> guilds? I, I think that's money. What is that? Guilds. What is that, runesca- runescape cash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's gold coins from World of Warcraft. God. So the this this man pulled out a set of pan pipes and started playing music and all the rats started following him and he was playing it and playing it and he he walked out of town and all the rats followed him into town and he kept playing and kept walking until they he came across the the Weiser River. Okay, hold it's up. It's in Germany, Pause. so I assume the W is V. What's is up? this not the story of the Pied Piper? This is the story of the Pied Piper. Okay, also what the fuck are pan pipes? <laughs> you know, like, like it's a, it's an instrument that has a row of pipes. Some are longer than others, and you play them. Like, if you've ever heard tropical rainforest music, and it has like those dumb pipes in it. Yeah, those are the pan pipes. Okay, all right, that makes sense. You, how did you not know what pan pipes are? I had no idea. Like, I just didn't know that they were called pan pipes. I'm, yeah, so spoiler I'm alert, uncultured this is the story swine. Of the what do you Piper. expect? Yeah, that's fair. Also, spoiler <laughs> alert, are... this is the Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah, spoiler drunk, alert. Drunk D so, ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. He uh yeah, you know, he brought all the rats to the river, to the Visor River, and drowned them. The interesting thing is, like, the people in the town during the twelve and thirteen hundreds claimed that this was true. Like this wasn't a legend, this wasn't folklore. <laughs> what? They said, no, this happened. A guy came into our town. Played his pipes, all the rats left, and drowned. So let me tell you the second half of the story. He went back to the town and went to the mayor and said, Hey, I got rid of the rats. Where's my money? And he said, You know, I didn't think you could actually do it, so I kind of highballed you. Here's 50 gills. <laughs> what a Get the fuck dick. out of town. Yeah. So then he, the Pied Piper said, Fuck you. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to get revenge. So he came back later. I think it was it was something called St. Paul's Day. So all the adults were in in church, and he came back in and started playing as his panpipes. And he was wearing green this time. He changed his outfit. Thank goodness. <laughs> Otherwise, he would stink. God. But he he began to play his his pipes, and one hundred and thirty children followed his music. And there there are a couple accounts to the end of the story. So I'm going to cover two of them. One of them, they followed him into a cave, and they never came out. Ooh. Another one, he, the the main version, he brought them to the river and drowned them all. Jesus. 130 children. That's a lot of baptizing. <laughs> yeah. And then he, uh, there were, it was said that three children survived. One was 
disabled and couldn't follow him. One was deaf and couldn't hear the music, and one was blind <laughs> who couldn't follow. See no evil, hear no evil, follow no evil. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I, I really like this story because you, you're thinking about it. This is Pied Piper. How does this tie into yesterday's episode? Hold up. Yesterday, pause. last week's. Huh? I wish the Pied Piper had just come into town. He was like, I've got my revenge. And he plays his tune backwards and all of the dead zombie rats come out <laughs> of the river and infect the whole town, especially oh. the mayor. Way Don't be ridiculous. Ending. This isn't Christianity. <laughs> yeah. No zombies here. No zombies here. Happy Easter <laughs> a week ago. Yeah. So I I like this story because, I mean, people claim that this was real. People took this as real. Of course, nowadays people will say, oh, because of the plague, all those kids died because of the plague. And the Pied Piper was the manifestation of death. And that's just how they made the stories. And by people, you mean me. But like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a lot of these kids, like, there were a bunch of kids who died in this town during this time period. They know that. Huh. So, through, like, architectural, architectural, goddamn, archaeological <laughs> record. Oh, no. There's oh, going to be one of those no. episodes, folks. <laughs> Get ready. Strap in. Ooh, it's an architecture episode, baby. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, due to, like, archaeological record, they know that there were a bunch of kids who died during this time period. They blamed it on the plague mostly. So something that kind of ties this in with fairy folklore is that these kids and the rats, of course, were put into a trance-like state. A lot of people who experience like fairy folklore are report a, a trance-like state. Another thing is a lot of fairy folklore is related to caves. A lot of times people will say that, oh, they the fairies use the caves to as basically portals to another dimension. And that's something that's in, not necessarily with fairies, but caves as portals to other dimensions. That's something that's across the planet. Like that's huh. a that's a huge, huge thing that's in, interesting. in a lot of cultures, folklore. Yeah. Um, a lot of like Native American tribes say that they came from caves. They crawled out of the caves and that's how their, that's how the race of human beings was started. Like the Native Americans say that like, they themselves crawled out of the caves or that the fairies yeah. came out and started humans? No, no, like they themselves crawled out of the caves. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it's it's got some, some really interesting connections. That's why I like I really like fairy folklore, as pansy as that sounds, but because it's it's actually really dark when you look into it and it spans multiple cultures. It spans the entire planet. This just in. Another one is... Hmm? AJ likes fairies. You heard it here first, <gasps> folks. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Another part of it is a lot of these, a lot of the older folklore will will feature stories of beings with power that appear out of nowhere, offer aid, get ripped off, and then fuck over everybody else. <laughs> Which also sounds like AJ. Interesting. I, <laughs> I might be a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. It's confirmed. I'm confirmed looking fairy. at you now. I am three to four feet tall. Weird. <laughs> this is also horribly true. Small human, wears a dress, has wings. Crazy. I yep. I oh yeah, that's a that's an interesting part. Uh, most fairies in fairy folklore don't have wings. How dare you? How dare you disprove me on mic? This was supposed to be after the show. You always make a fool so of I me should... after the show, not during. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely true. How could you? So I, I suppose it would be good to actually go into what I mean by fairy folklore. I kind of covered it in the last episode. But diminutive beings, usually three to four feet tall. Some people report a foot tall, a couple inches. But for the most part, they're three to four feet tall. They're mostly found in forests or areas with a lot of nature around, you know. Um, they're often surprised when they realize they're being observed by, like, a human. A lot of times they'll offer food or pills to people. Pills? And a lot of times people who experience this, yeah. Like? <laughs> pills. Narcotics? Pills. <laughs> like, what the? Yes. What the fuck? And they, <laughs> people, victims, I'll call them victims because they really are will disappear for days and then come back and say, oh, no, it's been, like, an hour. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, and then it's been Carol, a week, you, you know? were on a wine bender again. It has been three yeah. days. So this next story, 73-year-old Neil Colton claimed that as a youth in 1853, he had a strange and frightening fairy encounter. Indeed. I don't know why I left that in. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so Colton claimed that one summer day he and his brother and his cousin were gathering berries on the countryside. If you think back to a couple episodes ago, I mentioned missing 411. A lot of them are related to berry patches. Probably don't remember that, but that's okay. So they had been picking berries out in the countryside when they heard strange ethereal music drifting through the air from beyond some nearby rocks. Now, ethereal music is just Enya. Somebody was blasting through their speakers, right? <laughs> it's it's Enya with an echo fade on it oh, okay. and some synth drums in the that, background. That or Celine Dion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yes. But like Celine Dion, if she recorded all her music yesterday. Ah, uh, that's fair, yeah. Okay. All right. Same page. We're good. Continue. Yeah, good. So the group went to investigate, and they said that they came across a band of three to four foot tall fairies dancing in a clearing. When they kind of poked their head in, they one of the fairies looked at them, made eye contact, and she, she it was a, a female, it looked like, and she was dressed in red, and she looked at them and charged towards them, like sprinted towards them. Like angrily? Aggressively. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like aggressively looked at them and sprinted towards them. Terrifying. So she she had a stick in her hand, <laughs> it looked like, and she, she ran up and smacked the shit out of the cousin right across the face. Just bam! I like to imagine she just pulled a Babe Ruth. Like, right before she swung, yeah. she just pointed to the fences and then just swung as hard as she could. And that fairy that's, that's pretty was accurate. launched into outer space. No, no, the fairy hit the cousin. Oh, the fairy hit the cousin. I thought it was the other way around. Good lord. No, no, no. Yeah. The fairy charged them and smacked the shit out of the cousin's oh, head. God. Baseball swung at this kid. She just and barely the, bonds uh, that bitch. Yeah. So the cousin, like, spun and grabbed the uh, Colton's brother's arm to prevent the cousin from falling and at the same time the rest of the fairies just like scurried away into the woods they were shocked obviously because they just got the shit kicked out of them the fairies are just like no one interrupts our seance <laughs> yeah god good lord so as the as the fairies were running away the cousin collapsed to the ground and they thought oh god they're dead like what do we do how do we explain that we went into the forest 
and a diminutive being wearing female wearing red baseball swung like <laughs> bear Jude this dude in the face for reference that's uh the the uh if you if you want more info on the bear Jew definitely <laughs> check out our uh Nat Arno episode yeah we're doing lots of throwbacks yeah, this we is great. Are. we're doing a lot of referencing keep it up um yeah definitely so they panicked and oh i guess the cousin was a girl sorry so hit her in the face which is even worse the so they the two kids colton and the brother ran and got the girl's father and the girl's father got a priest and ran his name was uh father ryan they came back to the scene and you know he did a prayer or whatever over the body and she was still unconscious on the ground face down and she she slowly like woke up she didn't remember anything from it and the uh, the priest, this is like 1800s priests, so they were a lot cooler back then. You know, they weren't as molested. They were like badasses from what I've collected. Yeah. Priests, priests back yeah, in the they, 1800s were like, I'll smack the shit out of you if I need to. Yeah, so during the 1800s, a lot of priests were actually, they were just given money by the <laughs> church. So they didn't have to work, and all they had to do was, you know, go say a sermon on Sunday, and then that's all. Then, so they, a lot of priests were actually scientists. They were pretty much So they would just, spend that money. It was like they were in prison. So all they did was lift and then preach on Sunday and smack <laughs> the shit out of kids when they misbehaved. But a, a ton of them studied a lot of this, like, folklore and stuff because they were— they didn't have anything else to do. They would just read and learn, and they were super highly educated at this time. And horribly so this, sexually this frustrated, said, too. Not as sexually frustrated. They were allowed to get married at this point. Oh, okay. As far as I know. Uh, because I, I was be, going to say. It depends on the group. I was like, they, on the they couldn't molest little boys, and they had to take a vow of celibacy? Like, Jesus, you're just screwed. But if they could get married, that's fair. <laughs> I think they, at this point, they could. Oh, okay. And it, it also, you know, I'm not sure where this happened, so... It depends on what kind of priest and what, you know, what religion it's from. But basically the priest said, thank goodness she grabbed, you know, the cousin's arm because they would have taken, they would have spirited her away. And that's something that, that comes up in a ton of stories is people almost being taken to whatever the fairy realm is. It seems to be like, they seem to be as crazy as sounds like interdimensional in a way. Now. Or at least extra dimensional. Because I watched... Fern Gully this week. <laughs> Not high. <laughs> Not high. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. A sober. Uh, would they turn them into fairies also? If you're taken to the fairy realm, are you turned into a fairy or are you just a slave? Uh, neither in most cases. But that's, we'll get that's to coming it. up soon. All right. All we'll right. get to that, actually. All right. Also, speaking of Fern Gully, how good was David Bowie as the smoke monster? Like, hell yeah. Yeah, he did amazing. Also... I was not expecting uh, uh, Robin Williams to be the bat. That was a surprise. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. I was like... Because, you know, I haven't seen that movie since 1999. And Christian Slater. I didn't even know that he had a part in that. I'm listening and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, how did I not know... How did it's I not weird. appreciate this more when I was a kid? It's basically an inconvenient truth, but like... 15 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Pretty good movie. Everybody should watch it, but, like, don't. Yeah, don't watch it sober. So if you yeah. have the opportunity to take shrooms, smoke weed, or get drunk while watching it with a group of people, do it. It's amazing. But if you're alone yeah. and sober, it's just unfortunate. Trust me. 
intro as someone that watched it alone and sober, it's weird. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you want to hide right, it so. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Back to back to the topic. <laughs> back to real fairies. All right. So this this next one this witness claims that it was in the 1980s. So this is, you know, over 100 years past that one. This one's pretty recent. And I was actually able to find, you know, fairy stories up until this year. Like, these are ongoing reported really? experiences. Huh. Yeah, definitely. This is something that's been consistent throughout, as far as I can tell, all of recorded history and hopefully beyond. But they all call them something else. But there's always some kind of diminutive being. And we'll kind of... I, I would like to go into the more modern, more modern as in being beyond the 50s, the 50s to now, and how it's kind of, it seems like this phenomenon changes based on the technology and the advancement of civilization itself. It kind of changes itself. If you go back to the 17 and 1800s experiences, it seems like, oh, fairies with wings and flying around and having feasts in the forest, like leprechaun shit. But the more modern you get, the you still get some of that, but the more modern they seem to be. So and I'm not quite sure why. So in a way, they, like, I don't want to say evolved because it's kind of an, like, off-putting word. But as humanity grows and expands and, like, learns in this same concept, fairies do the same? Like, they have a different like approach on a, things? I feel like it's more of a... Of an of a way to attract people. Okay, that makes sense. More than themselves advancing. Okay, it's it's kind of similar to the UFO phenomenon. I don't know if anybody's heard of this, but it seems like the UFO phenomenon always seems to be ahead. It manifests itself as ahead of human technology. During the 1800s, there was a huge airship flap, like dirigibles with baskets. And people would land, and there'd be people with top hats and mustaches coming down and saying, Excuse me, sir, can I take some water from your well? And, you know, all this crazy shit. And that was when we didn't even have airplanes yet. And then when we got airplanes, it became these cigar-shaped, more like a Zeppelin-type thing. And then when we got better airplanes and jets and things like that, then it became these futuristic flying saucers and different things. So it's almost like that, but the opposite. Like it. It progresses as we progress in a way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It seems like the UFO is always slightly ahead. It seems like the fairy folklore is always slightly be- before. Slightly behind so that it still intrigues yeah. us. Yeah, behind. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. But it's not like way out of it, – yeah. It's that's just a weird connection that I just thought of. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have that written down. But I, I know about the, the UFO one, but it does seem like the, the fairy one is like that. Huh. Interesting. So here's this 1980s – Oh, I'm not going to be able to – I don't know why. I keep taking stories from locations on the planet and cities that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> it's been an ongoing issue with me. Uh, the same God thing damn. happened to me on the last episode. I would find stories and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then like I'd realize all of the names and all of the locations were just impossible to read. And I was like, oh, I'm taking this out of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I only know this one happened in Australia because they it's it takes place in a Perth suburb of Coolongup, something like that. <laughs> I know Perth is in Australia though. Coolongup. 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 So as a child, this witness claims that along with his brothers, brother and cousins, 
uh, they had been playing hide-and-seek in some bushland, so out in the bush. And they say that he, or he says that he heard some noise nearby when he was hiding from, from his family. He turned towards the source, and he claimed that he saw standing there a, and in his words, a small aboriginal man. Look up what aboriginals look like if you don't. They're the, the original uh, peoples of Australia before it was a penal colony. So he said he, he saw an aboriginal man who measured a mere 13 inches in height. In this man's arms, he was holding a spear. <laughs> like, full size for him, tiny for us. This is some Willy and Wonka he, bullshit right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he looked up at the dude, glared at him, because he realized, oh, this guy can see me. And he threw it, launched the spear, and it landed in the kid's foot. And the kid went, ah, shit. Like, grabbed his foot. Because it hurt like a bitch because he was just stabbed. Yeah. And the little aboriginal man ran away. And as soon as he disappeared from sight, the spear disappeared and the wound disappeared. Huh. And he was just sitting there crying because he, he, he was a kid. Now, this is, I don't know if you clarify, but this is in like the Australia area, right? Yeah, this is in Australia. Okay. This is near Perth. Okay. So. In Perth, actually. Uh, kind of to tie it into last, the last episode, it... Because wisps had to do so much with light, um, Australia, kind of along the same lines, they have those weird folklore stories where... They do have those um, lights, yeah. A lot of Australia's, though, when it came to wisps, were about wisps that would show up in the ocean while, like, sailors were out. They're trying to find the lighthouse... But they see a light and they're like, oh, my God, we were probably going the wrong way. I don't know what's wrong with my compass. So they turn towards that light and they would either run into rocks and completely crash, destroy all their supplies and everything in their ship. Or they would just be lost at sea for the night. And then they wake up and they're like, we have absolutely no idea where we are. And it would take way longer for them to get back on track. So it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, like I've, I've also heard the the uh connection between like it i wouldn't even say that it's like bad intentions it's just chaos like they kind of yeah. just create chaos mix things up and it's like they're not going to kill you it's just like they're just going to confuse the shit out of you they're just yeah, they're, i've also heard they're a little modern day troll they're, <laughs> yeah they're just trolling i also heard that there there's been similar will of the wisp style they're called the Mimsy Lights. Mimsy I Lights. Totally. There's a, Oh, why? I need to look this up. So there's a... It's the director who directed Australian Skies, I believe was the, was the name of this documentary. It's his third movie. I wish I could remember him. He did one on the Mimsy Lights, and I totally suggest everybody go check it out. I think it's on Netflix, if not Amazon Prime or something like that. You can find it on the internet. Go check it out. It's very similar to The Will of the Wisps. It's the Mimsy Lights. They would show up near railroad tracks and people would think shit there's a train coming but really it's just this light following the train tracks huh. and he goes into it and they've also been spotted over like the black the black mountain uh region if you know anything about like australian folklore which i know is a weird thing but that has a lot of like spiritual stuff but totally check out the mimsy lights in australia I, di- I didn't even think about that. Like, this is... Yeah. I love it yeah. when we have these podcasts where it's just open to us, where we're just talking, because it, it triggers these weird memories. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, you know, this little dude was attacked by a even smaller <laughs> Aboriginal man with a spear. Huh? I'm telling you, it's Willy Wonka bullshit. It is. And he later trapped them so, and made the greatest chocolate factory in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then the laziest man known oh, to mankind regained his ability to walk. What a dick! After he realized he could get rich. What a dick! Really, like. If you don't know what we're referring to, in Willy Wonka, the, what is it? Is it his uncle? Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. Like, they're all bedridden. They're all so sick. And then all of a sudden. His parents are working two jobs each and they're eating cabbage stew. Charlie Charlie comes in and he's like, oh, I want a ticket to go to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And Grandpa Joe's like, oh my God, I'm cured. Let me go with you. You dick. You could have been working this whole time. You lazy (laughs) son of a bitch. Just the worst. And then he almost gets him kicked out later. Yeah, he's the worst. What the fuck? This is the Gene Wilder (laughs) Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. I I don't even think that I've seen the Johnny Depp one. Oh, don't. It's horrible. Unless you're on acid, don't. (laughs) My little brother was- And even if you are, it's going to be a bad trip. My little brother was horribly scared of it when we were kids. I remember, like, trailers would come (laughs) on and he would- bolt up the stairs and all of us were like what because he loved watching um hocus pocus and we're like and and i remember he watched uh the mummy 2 with the little like mini mummies that are running around oh yeah. he wasn't scared of that at all and then as soon as we would put on willy wonka he was out of there like lightning he was done <laughs> weird interesting all right so this this next I'm transitioning. This is a segue. A segue. It's not a good one, though. So there there are a lot of repetitive stories of people having these experiences, these encounters with fairy folklore, and being offered food. And a lot of people, well, pretty much all the stories, they refuse it for some reason. A lot of times it's the gut feeling, like in their gut they know, oh, I'm being offered this food, but it's weird. Like, let's not, I'm not going to do this. This just doesn't feel right. And then the the other portion of it is, oh, my parents or my grandparents always told me stories of encountering forests in the woods, or forests in the woods, the fuck, <laughs> encountering elves and fairies in the woods and saying, never take the food, never take the food. That's something I, if, if you take anything away from this podcast, never take the food. If you ever get into a weird experience. If you walk into the woods and someone has an elaborate table with a Thanksgiving dinner in the middle of the woods, don't eat it. <laughs> Just keep walking. See, I, I, I wish it was that easy because it sounds, oh, duh, why would I ever do that? But a lot of times during these experiences, these people are in trance-like states. They have these this weird feeling come over them. And they're not in the right headspace. They're not thinking normally. It almost sounds like uh, the the idea of an oasis. Like, like you're wandering the desert. You see a mirage. You're like, oh, my God, I got to it. And you think that you see this beautiful little pool, palm tree, shade. There are coconuts around. You're going to be satiated and you'll, you'll be good. But... Like it's all just an illusion. I'd assume this is this is what I'm collecting from yeah. this is that you see it, you're like, oh, this is bliss. I'm I'm saved. I don't have to like I can set up here for a few days. I don't have to continue my journey quite yet. Jokes on you. You've just been eating handfuls of sand. Not all the stories are like that, 
but some of them are. And I do have a more specific one. I wish I could tell you more of the details about this, but this popped into my my mind when I was doing these notes. I probably heard this for this story four or five years ago, so bear with me. It was sometime in the 1800s. A man was walking through a forest on a trail, getting from one town to another. I think he was going to a market or something like that. I can't remember why. But he, on the wind, he heard voices and, like, people having, basically hanging out, 1800s version of a party. And I said, oh, that sounds nice. Why don't I, like, swing by? I'll go check this out, see what's going on, because I didn't hear anything about this. So he, he walks through towards the sounds, and he comes upon a clearing, and it's full of tables, and it's, yeah, it's covered with Thanksgiving dinner, Easter dinner that nobody's having because we're all quarantined times 10. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. the best food he's ever seen. It You know, there's booze everywhere, table full, you know, an entire pig roasted on a table, <laughs> breads and fruits and just amazing, an amazing meal. And as a peasant, like, he's never had anything like that. He's just had dysentery flour forever. <laughs> Jesus. All he's had to eat in the last, like, two months with his, like, firstborn child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, all, and around these tables were these short, Three to feet, to, uh, three to four feet tall, proportional humanoid things, people, creatures, and they all came to him and said, "Hey, come on in! Like, join us! Like, you're welcome here. Come eat, come drink, join us! Like, everybody's welcome. Everybody can be here." And he he remembers in this moment. He's he's basically the smells have almost trapped him in this trance. Like he's walking towards it, and there's nothing he could think of besides eating this food. And all of a sudden, when they start offering the food, he remembers, oh, my grandmother told me all these stories about, you know, running into people in the forest and saying, don't eat their food because you'll be, you know, taken away to their dimension forever and you'll never be seen again and all these things. So he said, no, no, thank you, no. And he, he kind of snaps out of it a little bit and says, no, no, no. And they keep asking him and they get more insistent. And he says, no, no, no. And then they, they start to get angry and they, they finally are like, fine, fuck you. And they start walking through a door. That leads into a tree, a door that he didn't notice when he walked into the clearing. And they're walking through, and they're, like, spitting at his feet, and they're pissed off. How dare you insult my cooking? And when the last one... Yeah. And the last one walks through the door, and the door shuts, and there's, like, a snap, a change in the atmosphere right there. And he... The door is gone. The tables are gone. And where all the food was were basically piles of manure. Oh. And, like, rotted fruit. Ugh. All the food just turned into into shit, literally. And there there are actually multiple stories of people who were, like, I remember one, there was one, it was very similar, but he was eating the food, and then it snapped, and he was eating shit. Oh, God. No. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying necessarily all of the stories in this, you know, they're trying to convince people to eat shit. I feel like they're more just... It's just the chaos. You know, it's the chaos the that piss. I was talking they're, about before. Yeah, it's the chaos. Yeah, they just enjoy yeah, just enjoy mixing things up and like screwing with people just so that like like there's no benefit for them really to get out of it. It's like whether you come back to the dimension with them or not, it's really just they have a very chaotic view of fun, I assume. Yeah, a lot of these stories are just the chaos, but there are some stories where you eat the food and you won't be seen again. You will go back with them, and you will never be seen again. And that that's something that a lot of people, a lot of believers during this time period speculated about is, we'll never know the people who just 
ate the food and never came back. Like, not all of these experiences are people trying to just fucking with people. A, a lot of them could very well be they ate the food and they never came back. And we we wouldn't know those stories. We should have gotten, gotten a soundbite of uh, Rick from Rick and Morty that goes, it's interdimensional, Morty. <laughs> that would be basically my entire belief system. <laughs> So now we're, we'll go to I, – I just think that's interesting with the food. There's hundreds of years of folklore around food and fairies, and I don't know – I like it, it, there's so much folklore that it can't just be – A coincidence. Can't just be a coincidence. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of what I was talking about the last episode with all of, all of these cultures in old societies. They all have the same, the same stories. They all have this like interesting connection, and even with – wisps and lights and orbs connected just to fairies and their intentions and how they handle like fucking with people in the night that are trying to get home or taking money from them and then just disappearing it's it's interesting to see that there's this commonality between all of these cultures that like there was nobody that went from like England to India during that time and was like, hey, let me give you an entire series of books on all of our weird folklore. It was just like, it happens to line up. And it's really interesting to to say the least. Yeah. And they, you know, their stories similar to these that, that fit these aspects all the way back to like Babylon and Sumer and Sumer, Sumer, Sumer. I would say it's Sumer. Summer. Sumer. Summer. I think it's Sumer. I know it's Sumer. Summer, it's summer, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, th- this thing's been around for as long as we've been able to write. So who knows how long it went back before that. So now we'll we'll talk about some more some more modern day stuff. Everybody's heard about how Iceland is crazy about fairies and shit like that. So I wanted to look a little bit more into that, and I actually found some numbers. Apparently, the you know not a lot of people in Iceland, so it's really easy to survey their entire population <laughs> or the majority of their population. And the survey came back and said basically. 10% of the people on or in Iceland believe 100% hardcore in fairy folklore. Hmm. 10% of them hardcore do not believe in it. And the other 80% are basically agnostic. Like, I'll take the precautions. You know, I'll I'll show the respect for it, but I don't really know either way. Yeah. Which I, I think that's a great way to live your life is saying, like, I don't know the answers. There's no way I would know, but may as well not take my chances. <laughs> but better safe than At sorry. Least in, in terms of fairies. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people in Iceland have like this extreme respect for the land and people will people in groups will ask for basically permission before they like build roads. They had an entire road like a highway construction shut down because they were going to cut down a tree. Jeez. And the the people in the nearby town said no, you can't because that tree has an entity attached to it and we need to ask permission and you know and tell it hey we're going to That's Ferngully. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Ferngully. So they like that was a fairly recent thing. That was the last couple of years I believe. I think the last 5 years where they they shut down the entire permission or the entire construction of the highway and commune tried to commune and let this thing know like hey we're going to cut down the tree go somewhere else. This is why we're, and, and it's very respectful. I love that. That's my favorite thing. I'm a panpsychist. Um, Is that like pansexual? I believe that everything... Oh, <laughs> uh, similar. <laughs> it, I believe that everything has a level of consciousness from the dirt, the rocks, the trees, the plants, 
every animal, every living thing, every non-living thing has some level of consciousness. Not necessarily in the same way that humans have consciousness, but there's something there. And I, I really like what they do in that sense that they will, you know, go to a tree and say, hey, whether, whether you know, the tree, I don't believe the tree understands them saying, hey, sorry, we're going to cut you down. <laughs> But at least the intention is yeah. there. At least the respect is there, you know. I just love the, the respect for the land that they have. Okay. And there, there are tons of local traditions in different parts of Iceland. Like they'll, on certain solstices and Christmas and things like that, they'll live it, leave out offerings and gifts for the fairies. A lot of people will build small houses or door fairy doors, which is a thing that now goes pretty much across the world. My mother even does it. She decorates little doors and just like nails them into trees or power poles or anywhere. It's really cool. You can find them all she over like town. She like makes doors and Yeah. What the fuck? That's interesting. Like just decorates doors and and hides them places. Huh. And I love it. Like even if they probably don't mean anything, but yeah. I I just like the like the concept. That's cool. And they do this in Iceland all around. They also have an elf school in Reykjavik where you can study like the traditions and the folklore and you get like a diploma <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> what the hell? I like to like, imagine it's a that big it's part like of their culture. I like to imagine it's a three by five card that it's just really, really <laughs> tiny writing on it, and you're just like, "Yeah, this is my this is my fairy diploma." <laughs> yep, written by the fairies. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, so huh. so now, yeah, I I really like that. I I like their kind of culture around it. Of they're not trying to convert you. They're not trying to tell everybody, "Hey, fairies exist." They're in their own like. Almost their their own world, their own beliefs of it doesn't really matter what the rest of the place is doing, but we are still going to have the respect for this land, whether it means there's an entity there or not. Yeah, the, which is fair. I I feel like overall it's just a, a respect towards nature and tradition that they mm-hmm. they have a very rich like culture and tradition around that is protecting all of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, this next part, I kind of jumped the gun earlier, but I just wanted to mention things that kind of across the world match with the phenomenon, like the Duende in Argentina kind of has some gnomish type stuff. It's a diminutive, like generally negative creature found in Argentina and they have similar things. It's kind of like a small Bigfoot, (laughs) (laughs) which I love. Um, Tommenockers, I talked about that last episode, the Tommenockers in coal mines and things like that. Gnome sightings happen across the planet still to this day. And, you know, you can easily write off a huge portion of the fairy folklore sightings as mental illness, but to write them all off would be kind of a stretch. Like, you kind of have to go with the the law that sometimes the most, the, the easiest to explain, the easiest explanation is the explanation like you can jump through hoops saying swamp swamp gas and ball lightning but if you have hundreds of people reporting gnomes every year and plenty of them have no history of mental illness they saw something it was ball lightning. it wasn't always drugs it was ball lightning it was ball lightning (laughs) fuck you i can say it as many times this episode because you didn't threaten me it was ball lightning that's fair (laughs) that's 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 fair all right, so the the next part, I mentioned Missing 411 a few weeks ago. I'm still working on an episode. I just want to get, like, really, really good episodes for it. So I'm, I'm trying to trickle in and introduce more about Missing 411. 
as we continue on. So Missing 411 actually has a lot of similarities between itself and fairy folklore. If you go back a couple of episodes, I kind of mentioned it towards the end. And a lot of them have to do with, you know, berry patches and food. A lot of fairy folklore has to do with that. Um, missing time. Missing 411. The people who do survive, sometimes, you know, they'll survive and not know what happened and say, oh, it's been five hours since I went missing. But really, it's been four days. It's been a week. And they had no idea. And the same thing with fairy folklore. A lot of people will come back from these experiences and say, oh, I was just gone for like 10 minutes. And it's the next day. It's the next week. I have one story that I'll talk about later where it was seven years where that guy was Jesus. gone and he had no idea. Um, a lot of the times in fairy folklore, the people will be with groups of people and they will just disappear. It'll be, I go look at somebody, turn around, look back, and they're gone. It's that quick. And it's the same thing with Missing 411. Um, also with the food type stuff, Missing 411 people, some people who survive, you know, it'll be a week or two since they've been gone and they are well fed and hydrated same with the fairy folklore they think it's been an hour it's been a couple of days but they come back and they're not suffering from food deprivation or dehydration or anything like you would think that they would so it's uh it has some some interesting connections i'm not necessarily convinced that's what's causing it but it's something to think about something to consider so we are starting to run a little long so i'm gonna cap this off with a a fun little bit of Fairy or UFO abduction? <laughs> I'll tell you, I hate UFO abduction. Like you Stuff, don't like it the, terrifies the stories? Me. Oh, it terrifies you. No, I no. thought you were saying you just it terrifies you me. thought that it was like so ridiculous. I was like, what? I was so confused. It's like, no, no way. No. But that makes sense. I think yeah. it's legit. Okay. It's It's got enough veridical evidence. It's got enough stories throughout the years that I don't I just don't believe that it could be faked at this point. I mean, honestly, that kind of I thing. I agree with you. As as much as uh, I don't want to admit that I would wear a, a aluminum foil hat on top of my head if I heard a story about it. Like it it's just too unlikely for me that like we're the only sentient life in this vast, endless, literally endless universe it's it's oh, yeah. so unlikely that we're the first and that we're the most advanced i don't i don't even think necessarily all these you know ufo abduction and alien visitation all that phenomena is actually from another planet in our galaxy or in our universe i actually think it's more likely that they are extra dimensional oh okay or intradimensional makes sense but, you know, that that's another topic. It took me, like, five years to actually even begin to think that that's, you know, a possibility. So don't just turn off because I think that. I'm not going to try to sell you on that yet. Great. Now we can't get our thousand listeners this month. Oh, no. So if I – so here you go. I'm going to give you a quick description. You – I – that's just totally made-up story here. I woke up last night and I saw a being at the foot of my bed. He was three feet, four feet tall. Pale skin and almond eyes. What do you think that is? Alien. That's also what fairies are often described as. Spooky. Three, three to four feet tall. Shadow pale, man. Almond shaped eyes. Shadow man. Spooky <laughs> shadow man spooks. So I, I just think it was interesting that the, the physical description of a lot of fairies are similar to that of like gray aliens. Huh. 
another so i've i've got a couple things where i kind of compare i've got three main things where i compare between ufo abduction phenomenon and the fairy phenomenon and i'll kind of go through it quick because i kind of need to pee (laughs) i told you not to break the seal (laughs) i'm sorry so both fairies and aliens it seems or whatever you want to call them seem to have an obsession with human reproduction that makes sense that sounds weird Anal probing yeah they've just got the wrong hole yes yeah sure (laughs) So fairies, there's tons of folklore of fairies stealing babies from the cradle and replacing them with changelings. A lot of the stories were the fairies would get like a bit of wood and cast magic on it and say, and it would look like the baby. And then after a week, it reverts to a rotting piece of wood. It's just a plank. Or like, yeah. Or this changing changeling would grow up and it would look like their child, but it would be off. Or the changeling would after a couple of weeks, revert to an older, like, dying fairy. <laughs> God. Weird, weird shit. There's also a lot of lore stating that fairies would have a difficult time reproducing within their own race. Like, they would have a lot of miscarriages and deformities and incest-type stuff. Huh. Of course, incest comes up. It's not a pressure <laughs> points unless you have incest. <laughs> unless it's got incest in it. <laughs> yep. So they they would use humans to strengthen their blood. They would reproduce with humans, and and that would, you know, avoid a lot of these issues. There's nothing hotter than a fairy-sized pocket pussy. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. There are also a lot of stories about people being, like, entranced by... The fairy queen coming by, and it usually it usually <laughs> leads to fucking. They're being seduced, and you know any fairy floozy can go to some dude in the 1800s and say, "I'm the fairy queen," and he'll whip it out because normally he just gets to fuck like okay. a lady wearing a bag of potatoes. <laughs> I mean, even now it's the same the same story. Yeah, yeah, some fairy floozy shows up, and some dipshit Chad is like. Yeah, dude, all the sex of a fairy, especially if you're a queen, bro. <laughs> it's, you know what? <laughs> it's just how We have it goes. not evolved as humans. We are the same. No, we haven't changed it's one great. bit. That's great. At least males. Well, yeah. Males haven't changed a, a single yeah. bit. And yeah, it, they usually report that it's fairy nobility, but there's they're probably lying. They're probably just hoes. It's just a justification to their wives. It's like, honey, look. I cheated on you, but it was with a fairy queen. And she's like, okay, this is fine. I was worried that it was just some whore down the street. And he's like, no, no, no. It was a fairy queen. I promise. Also, get yourself checked. I have chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. And because it's the 1800s, no, no, I'm going to die. Chlamydia was normal back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Everybody's just like, well, everyone has chlamydia. That's why we only live until we're 38. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, and then, you know, when you, when you get to aliens, I don't know if anybody knows a lot about alien abduction phenomenon, but it is a huge, it's basically a staple. When you're hearing an abduction story, you can all pretty much expect in most of them that the aliens will extract genetic material. They'll shove a fucking huge needle in your dick or in your ovaries and take out sperm and eggs. It's a common thing. A ton of people... A ton of women will report or have reported like gynecological exams where they take out genetic material. Like it's terrifying and disgusting because they don't really have the choice. They're being abducted, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, and it's usually a surgical removal. My One interesting topic, I think, of the abduction phenomenon is women who experience ghost pregnancies where they will start waking up and throwing up every morning and experiencing morning sickness and strange food cravings. They'll gain a bunch of weight in a short amount of time. They'll Their periods will be gone. They'll just not have periods. And then after a couple of months, like they'll they'll pee test and say, yes, I'm pregnant. There, there are a few where they actually went to the doctor, got tested, and the doctor said, yes, you're pregnant. And then overnight, their body's completely back to normal. There's no miscarriage. Hmm. There's no signs of that kind of thing. There's no bleeding. But they'll just be completely back to normal. Like the skin won't even be stretched. So I've heard, obviously not to that extent, but... Uh, the nocebo effect is where like you can convince yourself that something negative is happening where someone when some women will convince themselves that they're pregnant and their body will respond like it's a pregnancy. They'll literally like everything that would happen with pregnancy begins to happen because their body is responding because their brain has convinced them of that. Obviously, this is different because what I'm saying is like a, a physiological change with yours it's like they all this shit is happening and then all of a sudden it's like it was never there none of it ever happened with this it's like oh they will have like the skin stretching like everything it's i like that you brought up the nocebo effect with that a lot of the stories that i'll be quoting today at the time they will they did not know that they were undergoing abduction experiences a lot of times these women will Mm -hmm. have these ghost pregnancies over a decade of their life And then one of, you know, they mention it to somebody, one of their friends, and their friend says, hey, you should go in and get, you know, hypnotized or go see a therapist or a psychiatrist or things like that. And then those experiences come out and then they're able to say, oh, no, wait, maybe there is something going on. More. There's something beyond just a regular nocebo or pregnancy, like, ghost Like at the time, they didn't know they were being abducted. Yeah. So that th- those are the ones that I find very, very intriguing. So the the second kind of similarity is missing time. I kind of mentioned that earlier. A lot of times in the fairy encounters, they people will experience missing time. They'll go and talk to these fairies and say, oh, you know, have their own experience, not eat the food, go back to town, and it's been a week, and people have been looking for them, or you know, a month, or a couple of days, or it's been an hour to them, but it's actually been, you know, two days, that kind of thing. I actually have a specific story. It's 13th century. It's Thomas the Rhymer. He's a bard of Berwickshire, Scotland. Oh, God. Wonderful. He sounds so pretentious. I, he definitely has a lute. <laughs> I'm the bard of Berwickshire. So he was strolling one night on the banks of the leader of uh, leader water and he is confronted by the most beautiful woman he ever encountered in his wife sitting atop a huge white cock. I mean horse. (laughs) (laughs) He he said her hair was golden and her cloak was green and was adorned with sparkling priceless jewels. She introduced herself as the queen of the fairies. So it's definitely a prostitute, a queen, a uh, fairy prostitute. Yeah. Either that or was it, it was someone in drag. Or that, I, yeah, I, definitely. I yeah. With the gaudy, like, <laughs> what are those called? The sequins, gaudy sequins. Yeah. 
So Thomas, he he said he was practically hypnotized by her beauty, which is you know something else that's common is this hypnotism type, entrancing. He he says that he he asks her for a kiss, because that's what you do in the 13th century, when you meet a queen of the fairies, <laughs> and she said yes. You can have a kiss, but in return, you must travel with me to the fairy kingdom and serve me as my sex slave. Essentially. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, you're allowed to kiss me, Come but on, like we man. have to fuck. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Is this reverse psychology? I hope, you, I hope the listeners can tell where I've kind of gone off script and the you know changed the story. <laughs> so, of course... God. Being a 13th century man, he said, uh, duh, why not? I'm going to get laid. So he went to the fairy realm and three days passed where they did a lot of fucking. And he said, oh, okay, whatever. He goes back to town and it had been seven years since he had left. (laughs) Pussy so good. Seven years passed and it felt like three days. Or, or on top of that, pussy so bad mm. that he thought he was just having sex for three days, <laughs> but it was really just like seven years. Oh, uh, yeah. He was lasting forever. It can, uh, <laughs> he just couldn't uh, vote get off. in the comments on your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad. So he, he came back to, you know, the regular world, but he was... So smitten by the queen, who he also came back with the the gift of prophecy, which is something that I haven't really mentioned yet because I wasn't able to find a compelling story about it. But apparently it's something that's seen in a lot of these. Once you go to the other dimension, the fairy world, whatever it is, you seem to come back with some type of extrasensory powers. A lot of times it's it's prophecy. So he comes back, he has a power of prophecy, but he's just thinking about that pussy. <laughs> And he eventually returns to the fairy realm to live out the rest of his days because he could no longer relate to the regular world after seeing what lied across the veil or whatever. (laughs) He got fucked so well that he just was beyond human. He was ethereal. He he ascended because he got fucked so good for seven years. God. Pussy so good you reach enlightenment and move to another dimension? Damn. This, this Thomas Bur- Bard of Berkshire. It's Berwickshire. He needs to suck one. Oh, Berwickshire. Sorry. He needs to just get fucked. God. It's wonderful. I, I just, I like that story a lot. <laughs> so with the, you know, aliens, yeah. a lot of people experience with their abductions missing time obviously some people will wake up or they'll they'll go to sleep in the evening and wake up not the next morning but the morning afterwards and then their family will be like hey why didn't you pick up the phone like where have you been like what do you mean it's tuesday and like no bitch it's thursday what are you talking about i must i must have been uh Taken over by fairies during all of quarantine. No, no, this one's this one's uh, <laughs> UFO abduction. Oh, UFO! I must have been abducted because, Lord, I swear to God, I'm losing days. <laughs> People will like uh, watch TV, look up at the clock. It's one o'clock. 
watch TV, look up at the clock. It's 10 o'clock at night. Same show's on. And they're just like, what the fuck? They could also just be watching TV. And, you know, a lot of people don't don't realize they have these abduction experiences, as I was saying, until they undergo hypnosis or something will triggers the memory. So the, the last little the last little bit that I'll kind of finish up on is food. I've mentioned food a lot during this. And yeah, a lot of fairies fairy stories mention people wandering into the fairy world and eating food or being offered to eat food and I feel like I've kind of hit that one on the head so I won't go too far into my notes there. But a lot of people, a lot of the creatures, a lot of these fairies will say, "Hey, if you eat this food, you're never going to go back to the normal world." You can try, but you'll always want to come back. And then a lot of times it will be, uh, they'll offer the food up and it will heal them. Like they'll have a, a knee that doesn't work well and their knee is fixed. Or they'll be dying of some, you know, infection or auto, autoimmune thing and they'll be cured from it. Kind of draw them in to come back and not want to yeah. leave. Yeah, uh, potentially. Like uh, um, eternal life kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of them will say, if okay. you eat this food, it, you have to continue eating this food and you'll live forever. But if you stop eating it and go back to the regular world, you'll just die. And yeah, I've talked a lot about the food on that. But in the abduction side of it, this is kind of where it's not as well known. There's a book out there. I think it's called Healing UFOs or something like that. And it, it covers specifically healings related to UFO and alien experiences pretty interesting one of them was like uh someone dying of cancer their i think it was their son was watching over them he was sleeping in the like basement apartment or whatever it is and um he hears something weird he wakes up goes up to his mother's house and or his mother's room and he goes in and there's three grays sitting standing around her bed and they're giving her these pills and she takes these weird like almost mercury mercury what the fuck mercury looking (laughs) pills takes them and she goes to the doctor and she's in full remission there there are multiple stories of people who are given these food or pills it's mostly pills from ufos or aliens or grays and they they're healed in some way it was just the plan b for cancer It pretty much is (laughs) and some of these people uh, recall waking up during an, abs- an uh, abduction experience and they're given like this this white liquid and the when they're done they're they're forced <laughs> oh, don't they're drink forced it. to drink it don't swallow and then it the gray who's administering it says good now we can track you wherever you are now we can always find you now we can abduct you easier it was just a bluff you it's, drank you drank space semen. i'm sorry space bum <laughs> which should have been the title of this episode god damn it Space sputum. Space sputum. <laughs> Space sputum. Oh, God. Space sputum. Yeah, and, For you sure. know, there are plenty right. of stories of aliens giving food to people, saying that it'll it'll fix their energy so that they vibrate on the right bullshit fucking shit. <laughs> I'm not a new ager. They just have them hold rocks. They have them hold stones. <laughs> Specific crystals. Have you have you seen God. those uh they're dildos but they're made of like rose quartz? Yeah, you showed me and I was like, oh, oh no. no. It's to balance your energies from the no. inside. Oh, God. 
Start with your core. <laughs> you gotta oh, activate God. your kundalini. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so... Oh, no. You know, I, 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 I do think it's interesting that you had that story last week of the light who, uh, you know, was going to be paid to show this guy home and he refused to pay it. And yeah. then he had his revenge. The light basically had that similar style of revenge of, well, now you're lost in the woods, you bitch. Similar to the Pied Piper type yeah. story. Yeah. And uh, there, there were... <sighs> Should have paid me in full, yeah. dipshit. There are definitely some some parallels between that. And I think that's uh, that was pretty interesting because... We knew what we were going into these yeah. two weeks, but we didn't mm-hmm. plan just didn't it. expect it. We didn't do research together on it, and it kind of it lined up well. I dig it. That's uh, it's. I keep bringing it up, but the uh, parallels between cultures and stories and folklore is it's certainly interesting. Definitely, it's there. There's something going on, whether or not we're completely wrong about it all. There's some kind of connection. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, if that's all you got, then uh, we'll call it we'll call it a, a part two ender right here. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, yeah, reach out on Instagram, Twitter. AJ, you got anything? Yeah. So remember, this month, uh, play, uh, download like all the different podcast apps you can. Subscribe to us and listen to them all, but mute <laughs> them all and listen to them all at the same time. Because if we get to a thousand downloads this month, which I doubt, which is fine, I am allowed to suck D's dick on podcast. <laughs> on OnlyFans. I mean, OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 we'll have a mic right next to your mouth the whole time, yeah. too. And then it'll just be, it'll be an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. It. It's because I'm not experienced. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be our season finale. And right before I finish, we'll cut it, start a new one. And then that'll be the season <laughs> opener for season three. Beautiful. So, you know, <laughs> tell your friends, yeah, subscribe, uh, whatever. Yeah. Let everybody know that uh, you have the two worst uh, fucking hosts ever. Tell them to check us out. If you ever have any questions, requests, by all means, reach out to us. Instagram and Twitter at points o pressure. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You guys be safe and stay the fuck at yeah, home. Yeah, fucker. <laughs>